0: Blessed are the poor in spirit, the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Lord speaks so much about the kingdom of the heavens. And so often we punt that to the future. We say, someday our life will be great, but right now, you know, our life is, is going to be pretty awful. And we've bought into the lie that that's what he means that his gospel is a gospel of eternal life, which starts when we die, but eternal life starts now. People didn't follow Jesus. They didn't walk up this mountain to hear him speak. They didn't forget all of their practical needs just to be able to be fed by the words that came from his mouth because he promised something someday. No, friendship and communion with him be, begins now. Eternal life, the kingdom of heaven, begins now. That's the beauty of it, is, is that we enter into heaven in the Mass. We enter into heaven in our communion with God in prayer. The heavens, it used to be thought that, that there were spheres to reality. Right? So, so the heavens was actually the air. That, 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 very, that very element that envelops us is the mercy of God, the presence of God that holds us in existence. And we just need to be aware of the fact that heaven reaches out to us. And how do we reach back? How do we grab hold of heaven and begin our eternal life now? Well, it's to live Christ taught. It's beautiful that we were just in Capernaum and that there we were able to step where Jesus stepped. And in fact, that's what discipleship means. It means to follow the master so closely that the, the image that I've heard before, you follow him so closely that the dust from his sandals is on you. Because you're, you're following up as close as you can. You, where, where he steps, you step. Where he goes, you go. And friends, that's the life he's inviting us into. Hey, it's not a life of someday, but a life of right now. A right now that builds up to a glorious eternity. And so what better place to reflect on what it means to be blessed? Blessed are those who never get rained upon. (laughs) Blessed are those who enjoy perfect weather and ideal circumstances. (laughs) Blessed are they who have no troubles, no discomforts. That's not what he says. My parishioners have heard me preach on this ad nauseum, but I'm going to keep going on. Blessedness is not a matter of circumstances. It's a matter of character and communion. It's a matter of living a life in communion with Christ such that it changes you from the inside out. So you can say if it's sunny out or if it's rainy out, I am the same man beloved by God, changed by his grace to be able to bless him in all circumstances. You see, all of these are so different from what we would naturally consider blessed. We think blessed is he who has money in the bank account and security moving forward. Blessed is she who has great health. Blessed are they who are surrounded by family and friends. But what the Lord says is, blessed are you when you're poor in spirit. What does it mean to be poor in spirit? It means to finally give up the act that we've got it all together, that we have everything that we need, and to actually admit, I'm a beggar before a generous God. See, to be a beggar before the world is something that we avoid, because the world doesn't love us. The world never died for us. The world will use us and move on to the next. So we don't want to be poor in that sense very often. But because of it, we might forget about poverty of spirit, which is that wonderful state of being a kid again, right? Kids live out the Beatitudes naturally, and they teach us how to live supernaturally. Because kids, they don't think about, oh, did I earn this or not? They say, mom, that's yours. Now it's mine. Dad, that thing is mine now. My niece, she... she, Internalized this concept very well. One time I was in my sister's house in the guest room, and I was there, and she was jumping on my bed, and I was like, get off my bed. She was like, this isn't your bed. This is our bed. <laughs> I was like, point taken, get off my bed. <laughs> but she took as her own whatever was her father's, and so she could be poor, because she knew that her father was rich. I have a parochial vicar from Nigeria. He's a wonderful, wonderful priest. And he, I was listening to him preach a uh, funeral homily once as a deacon. And he said this beautiful story about how a man need not be scared to cross the river into the other life because he can know that his father owns land on both sides of the river. And that's the joy of being poor in spirit. Realizing I don't have to be impressive before the Lord. I don't have to earn his love. I just need to be poor and dependent on him. And the kingdom of heaven is mine. Not then, but now. And starting now for all eternity. Blessed are they who mourn. Kids can mourn, right? They actually express their emotions. We've been taught to repress ours to be able to say, no, 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 I'm fine, everything's fine. We, we need that opportunity to actually mourn things before the Lord. But what is it that we mourn more than anything? Well, it should be our sin. And, and that's where it's beautiful that in every Mass we have that penitential rite. In every Lenten season we have that time of mourning our lost innocence. But to mourn not as the pagans do, but as we who have hope. To be able to say, I, I hate that I distanced myself from you, Lord. I mourn that, that death that occurred in me. But even in my mourning, I already rejoice in the new life that you are bringing into my soul. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. You see, the world tells you, don't be meek. Because meekness means you're just a doormat. And people are going to step on you and they're going to take advantage of you. So you need to be assertive. And we interpret that as, I need to be a jerk. (laughs) Unless, (laughs) Unless I'm a jerk, people will take advantage of me. And the Lord says, better to be taken advantage of than to be the one taking advantage of another. But meekness is not this weakness where, you know, nobody can... Uh, where, where you can't ever express yourself, where you just have to be this wallflower. No, the Lord was meek, right? He says, I am meek and humble of heart. And so he shows that meekness is to know your strength and to know where it lies, to know its foundation and be confident in that. Usually the person boasting the most is the most insecure. And the Lord says, Don't be so insecure because you're trying to prove something to someone, to your own self, to God. Know that your strength lies in me and have that humble confidence that comes from it. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Do I hunger and thirst for being holy, for being close to God? Right right now, it's getting to be lunchtime, and I'm sure some of us are like, I'm hungering and I'm thirsting. If you've gone a day or two days without food, without water, you know that you can think of nothing else because hunger and thirst are all-consuming. It is my passion for the Lord that all-consuming. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. See, we want to be shown mercy first and then maybe think about being merciful. We want the Lord to be so kind and gentle with us, but what he wants is for us to be transformed by his mercy in such a way that we can be kind and gentle and merciful. We can think up here that the Lord Lord is still here present speaking these words to us and saying, to whom must you be merciful? Whom have you not been admitting to that place of mercy in your heart? Who are you still holding hostage to your resentment? And how can you let them go in your heart today? Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. We often think, God, where are you? I can't see you. Why aren't you speaking? I can't hear you. And he says, purify your heart. The best Uh, the, the, The best medicine for not being able to see God is to make a good confession, to cleanse that heart, to be able to say to the Lord, Lord, wherever I have put an obstacle to seeing and hearing you, I cast that to the side, and I want to look at you, and I want to hear you speak to me these words of salvation. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Here we reflect on our own relationships all of those that we've brought here. And we think, am I I the kind of person that brings out the worst or the best in people? Am I the person who's coming up with gossip and saying, hey, did you see this? Did you hear that? Am I wanting to stoke division because at least for one blessed moment that takes the attention off of me and my faults? Or am I one that sees parties that are at odds with each other and I say, please, for the love of God, literally for the love of God, can you learn to forgive? And then blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Friends, some of the people, many of the people who heard this very sermon on this very mount, lost their lives for the glory of God in preaching the gospel. Do I have such a commitment to him that I hold my life cheap? Because I hold communion with him to be so precious. We all have different kinds of persecutions. But I don't want to belittle the white martyrdoms that we face. Just because we might not have to put our physical lives on the line, very often what we fear so much is awkwardness. Maybe a change in a relationship. We might fear a reputation as being one of those radical Catholics. Let's be radical, because the Lord loved us with a radical love. He wants us to be blessed, not in ideal circumstances, but with the character of one who is completely consumed by his or her communion with the living God.